Welcome to the Serpent Soul Podcast, where we explore our identity before God and our relationship with God. I'm your host, Kenneth Grady, and I pray that we will be fed by the Word of God, led by the Spirit of God, and living with passion for the will of God. And in so doing, may we raise each other up as we lay ourselves down before the Lord. This is the Servant Soul Podcast. So I've mentioned before that I work in the HVAC industry and that I'm a service tech, and I wanted to expound on some of my experiences uh, today and something I was thinking about as I was at work. So I do mostly residential service calls, and every so often, many of you have probably experienced this at some point, um, the uh, indoor coils uh, or the evaporator coil uh, sometimes they'll freeze up for various reasons. Uh, they'll form ice on them if your system is low on refrigerant or if, you know, your filter or the system gets too clogged up and there's not enough airflow. So anyways, whenever I show up at a house and the coil is totally frozen, I have to thaw it out because, you know, you can't really diagnose anything about the system when it's a solid block of ice. And sometimes they get, I mean, just intensely inch or inch and a half thick, just solid block of ice. And so to combat this, they give us what they call a heat gun, which is basically just a super duper hair dryer. And so, as you can imagine, most furnaces aren't exactly in a very luxuriously large, comfortable environment. So typically I am bent over, you know, between some collection of three generations of stuff in some back room and a furnace cabinet waving this heat gun around like a magic wand and trying to get this ice to melt. So patience is not my strong suit, like I've said you know, several times before. And it really just feels like nothing's happening. I mean, it feels like an eternity. And even though, you know, I can see the water running off the coil, it doesn't seem like the ice is getting any smaller. And some 30 minutes of standing there muttering about how stupid it is to wave the heat gun around. And suddenly I realize that the ice is almost gone. But not before I have enough time to just ponder the meaning of life and realize that melting this ice makes for a decent metaphor for the podcast. So that's how boring it is. But anyway, I bring this up because we all go through periods of doubting why we do what we do. And we start thinking, you know, nothing is happening. Why do I pray? Why do I read the word? Why do I go to church? Why strive to overcome addiction? Why, why do we deny ourselves things that are tempting but sinful? You know, when we do all this and it seems like just nothing is changing. And, you know, sometimes it feels like I've been wrestling my way through life and the iceberg of life is still there. It doesn't, I I don't see the results of the energy that I'm putting in. And I know I could spend my time doing things that would be more comfortable, more pleasurable, and more natural to me in a way. So why am I still standing here with this little heat gun in a world of ice? And that's a really difficult question. And not one that we just passively ask, but one that we truly feel at the core of our being. And we aren't the first people to feel this way either. You know, look at Luke chapter 7, verses 19 through 23, which say, And John, referring to John the Baptist here, 
John, calling unto him two of his disciples, sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? When the men were come unto him, they said, John Baptist hath sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? And in that same hour he cured many of their infirmities and plagues, and of evil spirits, and unto many that were blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way, and tell John what things ye have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to the poor, the gospel is preached, and blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. Now this was John the Baptist, the man of whom Jesus said, Among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Yet here he is, wrestling with doubt about the path that he walked, the words he preached, the Savior he trusted. And like I said, it's a difficult question. It's difficult to stomach, especially when we begin to feel the resistance to our beliefs in a very real way like John was. So how do we do as Paul describes and finish the course and keep the faith? How do we push through when everything in our carnal body is telling us to quit, give up, move on? And I I like what Jesus did to encourage John the Baptist. He didn't tell him, believe harder. He just reminded John of what he already knew. And when we wrestle with the ever-expanding plethora of things that we don't know, one of the best things we can do is remember the things that we do know. Just like, <laughs> just like I know that the stupid hairdryer will eventually melt the ice, but I have to confess my faith gets a little weak when I'm sweating and cramped and bent over trying to get done as fast as possible. And I'm serious. We never grow out of that childish doubting mind, do we? I mean, if you could hear my thoughts while I'm doing that, it would sound like, this is stupid. This is going to take forever. I should just leave and come back another day. This isn't working. This is really stupid. Why am I doing this? This is miserable. And that's ridiculous. I know for a fact that heat melts ice. I've known it all my life. I've witnessed it over and over and over again. But when I'm not getting the results I want out of the effort I'm putting in, suddenly the whole structure of reality just falls apart. And there's only one reason I don't give up on the stupid hairdryer. I know that it works. I've seen the effects of heat on ice all through my life. I've had personal experiences with the process. I have a testimony, if you will, of how what I'm doing now has worked in the past. And even though it really, really, really doesn't seem to be making a difference at the moment, I can trust the process. And that's partly what Jesus was showing John. Yes, your faith doesn't seem to be working right now. It's uncomfortable. You're feeling like you're wasting your time. You aren't seeing any results from the time you're putting in. The situation doesn't seem to be changing. So what's the point? But John, remember what you know. John, the blind see. The lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them. You have seen the effect of the gospel in this world time and time again. You have personally experienced the work of God in your life. John, you have a testimony of what God has done in the past, and even though it really, really, really doesn't seem to be working right now, trust the process. Blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. See, Jesus didn't go rushing to John to abolish all the doubts and unknowns from his mind. John didn't need more knowledge. He just needed to be reminded. When we lose sight of faith in why we do what we do, 
we should pause for a second and remember all that God has revealed in our lives before we spend too much energy chasing what He hasn't revealed. Our questions get a lot smaller when we hold them up next to the work God has already done in our lives. Just trust the process. Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident in this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening. And until next time, may we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen.